Sup, nerds. You get another Kate intro today. For this episode, I fucked up. I'm pretty sure I just had my microphone on my desk pointing the wrong way. So my audio doesn't sound as good as Sarah in Arizona's. If you'll just do me a favor and pretend it's because I was out in space somewhere and the sound quality is kind of poor because I had so far to travel back to Earth, that'd be great. Actually, yeah, it was on purpose. Totally just a special sound effect. Um, would never mess up ever. And in the immortal words of Calculon, amateurs do two takes. Space! The wackiest frontier. This is the podcast Not Playing to Win. Its ongoing mission? To discuss board games. To seek out cute meeples. To get low scores like no one has before. My name is Kate, and with me is Arizona. Hey! And Sarah. Hello! We're talking about wacky space games, not to be confused with more realistic and reasonable space games. I'm pretty stoked. How about you guys? I'm really excited because wacky fun space games are way better than the serious (laughs) space games. I like both wacky and serious space games, but I will say that the wacky space games are maybe more fun and they make me less competitive. (laughs) (laughs) You don't feel competitive in Galaxy Trucker? Oh, I feel very competitive in Galaxy Trucker. I don't think I've ever played a game of Galaxy Trucker where I don't yell at Arizona for being a goddamn bitch. Arizona is a goddamn bitch in Galaxy Trucker. Goddamn peace-stealing bitch. I would like to note, Sarah and I made progress in our games playing the other day, though, where (laughs) we came to an agreement and we cooperated and Uh we trusted each other. We had a... I mean, I yelled at Arizona quite a bit mm-hmm. and then and then we made peace and we became a team and as a team we won. Mm-hmm. What what game was this? Salem, which is like um a hidden identity werewolfy kind of game. Is oh, this the one is. we tried to play once at a con? Yeah, we tried to find it, cards? and we couldn't find the right version of it. Yeah, the oh, version we tried right. to play was a different one. This yeah, one okay. is just with cards and a hidden identity. Mm-hmm. Gotta it's find got, the witches. Yeah, it's got right. witches, and um, unlike like with Werewolf, you pass the witch, and you still stay a witch, even if you passed it, so eventually everyone could be a witch. It's very exciting. But we won. The point is that we won. Yes. I'm very proud of you. And that we did it as a team. As, as friends. friends. Yeah. Well, you're not going to be friends for much longer if we're going to talk about Galaxy Trucker. No, I get no. so mad. <laughs> but anyway, back to space. I like my space wacky. The wackier, the better. I feel like it's a classic trope of space and space-themed things to have some wackiness. Like, classic Star Trek has some really stupid stuff that happens in it. And I think that that makes for a very fun board game theme. It does. It's really fun. Not in the way that less silly games aren't enjoyable, but it's just yeah. it's just fun. Yeah. And funny. And everything I feel like everything explodes loudly and goes pew pew or has other fun sound effects. Even though it's like a board game and technically that's not included. <laughs> so with that I guess we could move into Galaxy Trucker, which mm-hmm. is one of the wackiest of the space games. I think it's the wackiest. Possibly the wackiest. So whack. (laughs) So whack. 
<laughs> Wickedly whack. Uh, in Galaxy Trucker, we're all working for Corporation Incorporated, the most serious of businesses. It's called Corporation Incorporated? It's called oh. Corporation Incorporated. And we are exactly as the title of this game would imply. We're truckers. We are hired to truck goods across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And um, the game has played over three rounds. And each round we'll be building a ship in which to ideally store goods that we will transport. I feel like for this game, the goals are always like, ideally, do this. theoretically, <laughs> one could possibly. Exactly. And I'm not going to get super into the details of building the ships because there's a lot to them. Mm-hmm. And the the book has a nice way of, the instruction book has a nice way of ruling out, of like laying out your first time you play, of going through immediately how to start playing this game. One of the best things in it is that after each thing, it says lasers are important for destroying cannons and destroying like slavers. You need a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Cargo ships let you hold stuff when you visit planets. You need a lot of them. I think Engines it says let like- you go far. You need a lot I of them. I think its exact wording is something like, ideally, you will have the most possible lasers or something. And then it'll say, like, ideally, you will have the most possible engines or something. Uh, like that, yeah, it right? says uh, you want as many as possible. Okay, yeah. After, so, each, after each component. And it's, like, it for every single component. <laughs> yep. So you want each thing. There's cabins, engines, cannons, batteries, lasers. life supports. Yeah. So several different components of your ships, and they're all little tiles. And the way the game is played is these tiles are all face down in the center of the table. Everyone has their board in front of them that has spots for the tiles to go. And you start and you use one hand to take a tile, bring it over your board and look at it. And then you'll put it back face up if you don't want to use it or you'll put it on your board if you do. I will admit that I accidentally oh, yeah, this part. many times. A lot all of people do. Time. I think the biggest offense you could do is if you don't if you use more than one hand just, I think if you try to just mm. stick to the one hand rule and try to bring it over your board when you look at it instead of just mm. flipping it up real quick in the center of the table. For me, the one hand part is easier because just due to the chaos, I feel like I always find myself standing mm. up for this part. And then you're just like, uh, stand with one hand behind your back and like a little, a little <laughs> bow. Um, but I don't think I ever bring those tiles no, all the way back no. to my board to flip them and over. And definitely the and I'll keep doing it until someone calls me. <laughs> Definitely the first couple times I played this, I was like, oh, well, I put this on my ship. I put this piece on my ship, but I don't want it anymore. And I was like, I'll just put it back. That's against the rules. That is against the rules. <laughs> you are not allowed to do that. That piece stays exactly where you put it. Mm-hmm. And it'll fall off on its own if you mess up. Yep. Or if you don't. So everyone's grabbing for the same pool of tiles at mm-hmm. the same time. And so that might be a little stressful. But to make it more stressful is that there's a timer. Now, at first, you know, you could just build your ships without the timer. But let's say you have more experience or let's say you just like chaos. You could just start that timer right away <laughs> and then just keep flipping it until it runs out. Yeah. Um, so theoretically, you don't have to have the timer going. We could all just take our time, and just build our ships, maybe a little bit more peacefully. Relax. You would never let that happen. No. <laughs> And I played with people who, like, we say, hey, let's start. And they immediately start flipping the timer because yeah. they think it's more fun with that added I extra stress. I do kind of think it's more fun with the added stress. Except for I try not to do it the first time I play with someone because 
Like, the first time you play, you mess up a lot on this game, and your whole ship falls apart, and it's pretty demoralizing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, to make it a little less demoralizing, I try to give them more time at the beginning. Yeah, because as you can guess, with the with the building the ships and the different components, there are, like, certain rules, like, ways connectors can work, and, like, engines, for example, like, have to be at the back of your ship, because you can't just have an engine <laughs> facing forward in the middle of your ship, like... I don't know, something happens, you know, and you built your ship and you realize the engine's somehow in the middle mm-hmm. of your ship facing the side and you missed that somehow. And now you have to lose half of your ship. It mm-hmm. just, it mm-hmm. happens. It happens to the best of us. Are you, are you the best of us in this scenario, <laughs> Arizona? Experienced at wow. Galaxy Trucker. Arizona's so proud of her ability at <laughs> Galaxy Trucker and it infuriates me. <laughs> Arizona can, like, find all the perfect pieces in this game so that every inch of her ship is, like, designed so that there's lasers facing in every possible direction, and she's got the right number of shields, and she has a million engines, and I'm, like, there with my stumpy little ship that half of it fell off of because I did the connectors wrong, and, like, three dudes on it who are all gonna die. (laughs) I'm just like, this is the way the game is supposed to be played. (laughs) You're not supposed to have a competent ship. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah, you're definitely not supposed to have a good ship. So, yeah, so you finish building your ship, and then you take a number um, to indicate, like, your position in the planet, and everyone finishes building their ships, whether they do it by choice or they do it because time's up. Mm-hmm. And then you take chur- and then you all go around and check each other's ch- chips to make sure that um, they abide by the building rules. And if they don't, they lose chunks of their ship, which mm-hmm. is this is the sometimes the hardest part of the game is yeah. when you have to see half of your ship fall down. Not only do the pieces fall off of the ship, but also they fall off of the ship and cost you money. Yeah, you have to pay for them. If yeah, they, when they fall off, it's like a coin for each piece that you lose because. But I mean, you have insurance, so like up to five, like you know, you're deductible. You pay on it, pretty sure. And then, plus, the game has a fun feature where you can't go yeah, into debt. Exactly, you can't go below zero. If you lose twelve coins and you only had five, <laughs> yeehaw! <it's laughs> there you go. The rest of the game starts where you have a deck of cards of the things that you actually do, which is visiting planets, get attacked by slavers visit abandoned ships and then that's where your the different things on your ship will mm-hmm. come to play like certain things you'll need a certain amount of cannons or you'll pick up cargo that you can put on your ship or you can send the people on your ship to go to an abandoned station that they'll go live at now and so you'll go through the deck of cards and there's certain cards called i think they're called battle zones where you'll compare engine strength with with your friends and whoever mm-hmm. has like the weakest engine something bad will happen to them God, so many bad yeah. things have happened to me. Battle zones, particularly the engine strength battle zones is usually where I get hurt because for some reason I can't remember to put engines on my ship. I'm like, there's one engine that's good enough. And then like, <laughs> it'll be like, oh, you I- got hit by, you're going to get attacked by lasers because you only have one engine. And they'll be like, oh no. I've seen your freaking ships and they never have just one <laughs> engine. They always have plenty of engines. Um, I think the part that always messes me up the worst on this one is asteroids and laser fire mm-hmm. can really like take out half my ship so sad I'm mourning all the ships that have gone before <laughs> yeah let's have a moment of silence for all of our dead ships moment over <laughs> um as you go on with the game so you'll also be three rounds of building ships and then 
doing the cards and then the cards will get a little bit harder. The adventure cards will get a little bit harder each round. There'll be more of them. And at the end of the round, you dock and you can sell your goods to get credits, which is how you win is by having the most credits at the end. I've played this game where the winner the winner has 160 credits and I've played this game where the winner has 22 credits. <laughs> it can really vary strongly how the game goes, like, and how well people do, like... I've definitely gotten zero, <laughs> zero <laughs> coins, yes. money, points, whatever on this game. The nice thing is that even the rule book, I think, says that as long as you end up with like any money at all, then you win. And okay, if someone well, has I've lost. Yeah, we've all lost. <laughs> but whoever gets the most money, like, wins a little bit more. Yeah. But everyone wins, except for when you don't. So as far as bits for this game. They're just little cubes for the cargo. You have the cardboard tiles that you use to build your ship and like little plastic batteries and plastic people to signify your aliens or your people. The, the the little people are super cute. They look like they're like wearing like big bubble head mm-hmm. astronaut suits, which I think is cute. And then I like the batteries are those like really little pill shaped gems. I do like Except batteries. that they're hard to like pick up sometimes, but I think that they're really pretty. I, I agree. I like the way the batteries look. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. touching them. They're translucent green and shiny. Mm-hmm. They look just like the picture of the batteries, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they fit on there real nice, too. Mm-hmm. It's satisfying to load up your little battery yeah. compartment. Uh, the art, otherwise, is just kind of... Just, I mean, it's just like the engine bits and just kind of... Yeah, it's cutesy. It's cutesy. The art, I feel like, and I'll get into the app a little bit more, but it's even more cutesy cartoony in the app. Um, and I enjoy it a lot and like in the book like when they show people they're all like cartoony yeah the art in the rule book is really cute and it's funny it has a like little easter egg things in it yes it's fun to look at as far as upgrade bits available there aren't like you don't really need upgrade bits Mm -hmm. per se i did see some like storage bits instead of having just playing cubes you could have little fancier looking cargo like little like little carton cargo cartons that would be kind of cute cute. that would be cute i like that idea are there little, like, biohazard radioactive, like, Oh, that would like, be barrels? cute. Yeah, oh, I'd like that. Yeah. I was going to say that um, what I think is the coolest thing is there's an insert that's a big black box for Galaxy yeah. Trucker. That is that a broken that. token one? I think it's broken token. It is it? a broken token. Patty has it. It's like, well, instead of an insert, it's like an actual box that replaces the original box with like the broken token mm-hmm. style yeah. um, like wood and then it has really nice places to put all the stuff in and it fits all the expansions and shit in there too so it's very fancy and there's a couple expansions to this game and they're all they're fun it's what they add things to make the game harder but also more interesting um so they'll add like mission cards so like not only are you just transporting normal not only play a normal game and try to pick up cargo but also you want to transport like this radioactive material and you have to reach the end of the mission with this radioactive material or you failed the round Mm -hmm. and radioactive material can't be near people or batteries because it's radioactive Mm -hmm. and it will destroy those things yeah or the uh molotov cocktails because you know, sometimes you have to transport a whole bunch of Molotov cocktails, and those can't be near certain things, or if they get hit by a meteor, they destroy half of your ship because 
Don't they, like, domino effect? So, yeah. like, if one explodes, then if it's close enough to another one, it'll explode. Mm-hmm. I'm getting stressed out just thinking about this. This game is more than hard enough already. I don't need it's this. So, it's mm-hmm. such a stressful game to play. Like, you're just, like, frantically doing things. And what I learned from playing... I've only played with the expansions in real life once. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was fun was the handicaps that you could play with. Because... I played with Sarah and Kate and we played with Patty and Patty and I have played this more and we were given handicaps as a result. So I, every time I took a turn or every time an adventure car was pulled, I had to roll dice. And if that lined up to where I had people, those people would die, basically. (laughs) Just spontaneously combust on the ship. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So that was a fun thing. And then I think... Patty had a thing where he, like, after he finished building his ship, he had to roll the dice and, like, anything in that column was immediately, like, deactivated. Yeah. So it added a fun, like, challenge that, mm-hmm. like, if you were playing with newer people versus, like, people who played more, you could, like, make it more even. Yeah. I think it helped even the scores a little bit for our game, but it also made everyone suck at the game kind of (laughs) like it wasn't like me and kate were really like doing good and you guys weren't doing good it was like everyone was doing bad the whole time but that's the way it's supposed to be so like it restores the it restores the balance because arizona and patty have gotten like good at galaxy trucker and you're not supposed to be good at it so i feel like the expansions are just fixes so that everyone can once again just be shy at it I think it worked out pretty well. I'd I'd like there to be a way to handicap it so that they are worse at making the ship because I still <laughs> felt like Patty and Arizona built like their perfect ships essentially, but then the cards like afterwards made it so that their ships didn't function as well as they could. Mm-hmm. But like that still left me and Kate with these not very efficient <laughs> kind of shitty ships because like. Not only are we, like, not as good at building ships, but, like, you guys took all the good pieces already, know, so we right? didn't have, like, a great uh. chance to build a good ship. <laughs> and I'm getting very angry about this right now, but, like, <laughs> why? I just want to build a, a nice ship. I just want that. <laughs> it made things interesting. <laughs> it definitely made things interesting. I just, I still felt for most of the game like you were winning and I hated you. <laughs> But I guess that's part of the course on, like, all the games we play, maybe. Yeah. And I, so I think part of the reason that Patty and I have gotten better at Galaxy Trucker is that both of us have played the app a lot. So there is a Galaxy Trucker app. It does cost money. I think it's, like, 5 or $6, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say if you're interested in the game at all, it's, I love the app. I'm addicted to it, personally. <laughs> Basically, the app um, is just... It lets you do one player mode, which is one of my favorite thing. It's like a campaign version that you go around and you can learn the game for the first time or you can just keep doing increasingly difficult missions. Um, my favorite is at the end, you basically play yourself and the person you're, the computer you're playing against builds the same ship that you built. And you get to, I don't know why it's so interesting to me, but you get to see how your ship holds up when someone else is playing with the same ship. So it's like your evil doppelganger? It do is. they have a goatee in the app? <laughs> they do not, because he's 
an old space pirate is oh. how he describes himself, but he builds the same ship as you. I think it would be funnier if it was just like you it would but be. with a goatee. Yeah. <laughs> I've played through the solo campaign like three times though, because it's fun and I'm addicted to it. You have a problem. <laughs> I do. I mean that's why you're so good at this though. Yeah. yeah. No one else is dedicated enough. <laughs> I feel like I know every piece in like the base game of this because I play it so much. Just yeah, cause... and that's why you can build the perfect ship, and that's why I don't like playing yeah. with you anymore. <laughs> I will say though, I played this at the tournament of this at Gen Con, and I did not do very well because I once you know I'm pretty okay at games, but then once there's any sort of like real pressure. I immediately stop doing good. <laughs> I crumble. I crumble under real pressure. We've all been there. Yes. Just you crumble, just like your ship, just like my ship. <laughs> so, if you're doing like an actual like tournament where people are good, are there like ships that like don't fall apart? Yeah, I don't think any of our ships fell apart in the tournament. Oh, <laughs> you just build a ship that doesn't fall apart. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> in the third round, mine did take some serious damage, though, because, as I previously stated, I don't understand adding engines to your ship very well. So I got attacked by lasers, and it, it hurt me. Lasers hurt. Lasers from behind. <laughs> that does sound like it would hurt. <laughs> pew pew, right in your pooper. I sorry, I just pew pew in the pooper. Did you just call it a pooper? I did. <laughs> um, I recommend the app if you like this game at all, or if you're just, like, curious about it, or if you have no one to play with because all of your friends think this game is too stressful <laughs> and you're sad about that and you want to play it more. <laughs> I don't think it's too stressful. I think that playing against you <laughs> is not fun anymore. <laughs> so that's what I have to say about the app. So the the normal game, the board game, the app, obviously I said there's a solo, like, campaign mode so you can play by yourself. But the board game itself is two to four players. Um, it says 60 minutes on there, which I would say is pretty accurate. Mm. It really depends on how fast your people are, like, and how much you use the timer, I think, and how well, how fast you go through the cards. I think sometimes we've gone longer than that just because we've not done the timer on building the ship. So we've taken longer building our ship. Well, and sometimes but. we've done it way faster because like on card one, everyone's ship just like exploded. Exactly. <laughs> Simultaneously. Just completely. <laughs> like, well, does anybody have any crew left? No. <laughs> so it's kind of a description of Galaxy Trucker. Um, Sarah, what's your favorite part about it? My favorite part of this game is when <laughs> we teach someone new how to play it. And the entire first round, they're just completely disheartened and traumatized. <laughs> because they think they're doing bad. Yeah, they think they think they're doing bad because like their ship falls apart. But like you don't understand that like that's how you're supposed to play the game. And I think it gets especially bad when they play against people who have played a lot and they're like, Oh, but their ship didn't fall apart. You're like, but don't worry, like everyone's ship falls apart eventually or it's supposed to i think but like i've <laughs> i've had a couple friends attempt to rage quit this game after the first round 
<laughs> because they were so like, this game is bullshit. You can't win. Everything is broken. <laughs> but then it comes back around when they realize that, like, <laughs> that's just this how game. Is. Yeah. <laughs> this game is bullshit and it's hard and you can't win and it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Kate, what's your favorite part? I mean, just this feeling of despair. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I think actually my favorite part is the rule book. It's really well written and it's hilarious and has a lot of fun flavor text. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently discovered that the same guy who wrote the rule book, or at least like did the translation of the English one, he wrote a book about Galaxy Trucker. Oh, really? Oh. So it's called Galaxy Trucker, Rocky Road. And I, we all need to go read it now because the book is so funny. Um, well, the rule book is so funny, and the book book promises laser cannons, space pirates, and oh, so many meteors. Just like the Exciting. game. Yeah, I mean, you know, the book has, you know, all the good stuff about, uh, you know, that's where we do learn about Corporation Incorporated. Oh, the backstory behind yeah. Corporation Incorporated. <laughs> well, and it also does, you know, have just some fun tips, like... Far more important than money, of course, is the thrill of adventure, and fame, and glory, and honor. Who are we kidding? With enough money, you could buy adventure, fame, and glory, (laughs) and still have enough left over for dinner at a fancy restaurant. (laughs) And yeah, it's just a lot of good stuff. And when I'm laughing at that, I'm not freaking out about my fucking ships just crumbling into this. All the fun and none of the stress. (laughs) I'd have to say, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's... It's like my favorite, le- like, leaser part of this game is watching new people build their ship. It's the most stressful part to me yeah. is not building the ship, is watch, is like when I finish my ship, is watching a new person build their ship. Oh, recently- you finish your ship before the time is out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then most recently I watched after we taught a friend how to play this and I watched them build their ship and it was stressful to me. To watch them put things on wrong and to not be able to do anything about it and <laughs> just like, and I could like see like their thought process of building it sort of. And I'm just like, Oh God, I want to, I want to fix that for you. Like you're doing this wrong. Like, and I felt it was very stressful. <laughs> Must be hard for you to be so perfect at building spaceships. <laughs> Check your privilege, Arizona. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's, it's it's also entertaining to watch people build their ships. But like, it's stressful. It's both. It's stressful yeah. and fun. <laughs> Next time I will play. Yeah, watching everything happen in this game is like both fun and stressful. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody hits hit by a meteor and it like makes their entire ship fall apart, like it's just like laugh out loud, uncontrollably funny. But then you see like <laughs> the tragedy in their eyes. And you have to, like, yeah, try to I'm dial it back it. a little bit. <laughs> I'm reliving it as we speak, remembering the light fade in my friend's eyes as the ship crumbles around them. The despair. Or when they get hit by, uh, what, the quarantine? What is it? Oh, yeah. Infection or whatever. Yeah, the, whatever that virus is. Yeah, a virus and like it just decimates your entire crew. Ah. So that's Galaxy Trucker. (laughs) So much fun. All right, well, on the uh, sillier but less stressful, maybe maybe same stressful, I don't know, it involves a lot it's of yelling. differently stressful. Yeah. This game is called Space Team. Um, it's made by Stellar Factory. It's a cooperative game where you're trying to build slash repair a spaceship as a team. You have some cards in your hand, and you have a deck of 
a separate deck of cards that you are flipping over one by one by yourself. Each person has their own. And the cards that you flip up are malfunctions that you are trying to repair on your spaceship using tool the tool cards that are in your hand or other people's tool cards. So in order to get the tools that you need to fix that malfunction, probably someone is going to have to pass them to you. And the way you get them to pass you things is that you yell at them <laughs> repeatedly. I need a centrifugal kill dispenser right now! <laughs> yes, exactly. Right the fuck now! <laughs> Why is no one hey, listening to hey, me? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, I need this thing. Are you paying attention? I need it. I need the thing that looks like a wand with spiky bits on it. Does anyone have the wand with the spiky bits? You know, yeah. the wand with the spiky bits. Stop ignoring me, dear God! <laughs> yes, this is just yelling the game. <laughs> Um, everyone is yelling at the same time because everyone is trying to fix their own problems uh, uh, simultaneously. Um, cards are flying across the, the, the room. Um, <laughs> at times there are malfunctions that everyone has to cooperate on, like a wormhole or an asteroid. So everyone, you have to get everyone to pay attention to you, which they are not doing because they are screaming about the things that they want. <laughs> Um, this game is so hard because sometimes I just take it too personally. Like, why is no one paying attention to yes. me? <laughs> sometimes I get mad. Or, like, there are some events where, like, you, something bad happens to you. Like, you can have to, like, stop talking or you're not allowed to, like, move until someone says your name or something. And you're just, like, sitting there being, like, someone pay attention to the fact that I'm not doing anything and, like, release me from this hell. I can't <laughs> I can't do anything until you pay attention and look at me. And they don't because they're all focused on their own thing that's going on. Essentially, the, the um, goal of the game is to get these six Systems Go cards, which are six cards that form the shape of a spaceship. Um, and when you find one in your deck, you get to place it and yell systems go and when you have all six your spaceship can take off and you win it's also just really satisfying to yell like <laughs> engine systems go yes it is it is really i don't i really like yelling that part like i'm doing a lot of yelling in the game already but like that part i feel like i've accomplished something when i'm yelling it yeah I feel more official, yes. like a spaceship captain. So the game plays three to six people, but it does have some expansions which can allow it to go up to 12 or more, which I think would be just awful to play <laughs> with 12. Um, and it takes five to ten minutes. It comes with a timer, and the timer is, I think, I think it's five for five minutes. But there are some timers available on their website um, and other places online like BoardGameGeek that go seven or ten minutes so that you can change the difficulty of. And yeah, the bits are just the cards and the timer. It's very, it's a very simple system. <laughs> and the art is kind of like cute graphic uh, shapes, essentially. Like it's just the shapes of these weird tools yeah, they have to be a little weird because they can't be, like, too obvious because they don't want you to be, like, yelling, like, I need the wrench. You're like, I have the circly thing with the squiggly bobs and the... Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, everything has a weird name, like centrifugal disperser, quasi-paddle, Y-throstle, orb-ring. <laughs> They're both funny and very hard to say when you're yelling frantically. <laughs> I find it, I find it, like, it's... a personal challenge to me because i'm not good at pronunciation under mm. normal conditions oh, no. and now it's frantic like there's time and pressure and mm -hmm. 
also I have to be shouting them and I'm like, I don't know how to say this. And now you're making this stressful. So I'm the one that's also yeah. saying a lot, like, I need the spiky bit with yeah. the other spiky bits on it, please. I think at some point there's so much yelling that my brain becomes unable to read again. Like, it mm-hmm. takes me back to a pre-literacy time point <laughs> in my evolution. And I'm like, I can't read, I can't read words. <laughs> I won't win this game because I can't read words. <laughs> we all just become like mindless screaming children. <laughs> yes. In space. <laughs> Like I said, you can change the difficulty level by changing the time, the timer, essentially. Um, it's really easy to learn. It, the rules are like one page long or their website has a two minute video that will teach you how to play, which is really nice because it actually a hundred percent teaches you how to play as opposed to like a lot of games I've watched, you know, a two hour gameplay video and still come out of it being like, I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. Some of the, so there are like anomalies, which essentially are like a handicap or a disadvantage that you get. And some of them are so hard. (laughs) There's, I said like the one where you can't talk. Um, There's also one where everyone has to change seats, Mm -hmm. which is mostly hard to coordinate because you're just like trying to get everyone's attention. But it's fun to yell out, change places! Yes. Fun to do that in any game. Yeah. (laughs) Change places! (laughs) My favorite anomaly that I played with last time is, I think it's called, like, clamps or something, or, like, you're a robot in the picture, and it's that you're not allowed to use your thumbs. (laughs) And, like, I was like, oh, not allowed to use my thumbs, that's not a big deal. Holding cards without your thumbs is a big deal. It's very difficult to do. <laughs> I got that because we played a couple rounds of this because the game goes so fast. Yeah. And I got that one next time and I was like, this is funny. I felt like and it made me laugh. Ineffectual, like I was a seal just slapping wildly at the cards <laughs> trying to pick them up. So there are two expansions for this game. Um, Not Safe for Space expansion, which is sort of like dirty cards. It's you know, not safe for work. Um, it allows up to nine people, so you can play more. And most of the difference to it is just that it has, like, you know, new tools and new um, anomalies and malfunctions. And they have funny, gross, or sexy names, like Enhance Crotch ex- Accessibility, Deslime the Probe, Sanitize Sploosh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Master Beta Enhancer, which when you say it fast, <laughs> is I pretty fun. Um, and it's got, you know, like a fun in-joke. It's got Pan Galactic Cocktail, which is from Hitchhiker's Guide like to Galaxy. Like the Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster. Yeah, yeah. And my least favorite name for um anything, which is the Moist Distiller. <laughs> nope. Don't like it. <laughs> That's a nope for me. <laughs> Otherwise, the gameplay is essentially the same. There's really not that many differences in it. Um, and then there is the Triangulum expansion, which is sort of the more fan, it's supposed to be, I think, the family friendly expansion that uh, allows up to nine, um, as opposed to the not safer space. But when I was looking at the cards, I was, some, most of them were like 
silly but not dirty, but they did have the gamma peen and the giga hole ecto sleeve, which I would not say <laughs> sounds super family friendly. Don't forget I to tell your that. kids about the gamma peen. Yeah, you got to put it in the giga hole ecto sleeve. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll really make your spaceship go. Oh, no. <laughs> um, it has, it had a couple other cool anomalies as well one where you had to describe the next three tool cards by taste and smell only <laughs> which would be pretty hard to do i think you consider know what a gamma pee tastes like <laughs> i bet you do kate i bet you do but you know like the tools they don't look like anything i've like seen in real life that you've tasted before <laughs> well, no, certainly i haven't tasted them. <laughs> moist distiller yeah. How many different pleasurizers do you have personal experience? Well, with? <laughs> those I might, I might be able to describe a taste, but I don't know if you'd like that. <laughs> Another one is to sing the Space Team theme song. If you don't know it, you get to make it up. <laughs> Space Team, we're gonna build a ship. It's gonna be great. Wow, that's that was song. beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for demonstrating. Yes. <laughs> the two expansions allow you to play up to nine people in conjunction with the base game. But if you combine all three, you can play 12 or more. So you can really make an enormous team of screaming. Chaos. Yes. Just utter chaos. <laughs> you will probably not want to hang out with your friends after you play it. <laughs> this game is very unique in that it only takes five minutes to play, but I don't think yeah. I really ever want to like play it like more than like twice. I in feel a like row. yeah, like twice, maybe three times is all yeah. I'm willing to play it for. Because then, then like, my... you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this, and I'm done with y'all. <laughs> I think like my voice starts to hurt. My ears start to hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm just sick of <laughs> like dealing with people not listening to me. <laughs> ready to play a quieter game, which is funny because we always. I feel like this is a game that I play frequently while we are um, drinking, and. Obviously, everyone gets louder, more shouty, and belligerent. <laughs> um, so maybe that has to do with why I, get, I can only play it like three times before I'm done. In addition to the normal board game, there is an app version that you can play of this game, which is pretty cool. Everyone uses their own phone and connects to like the same Wi-Fi to get in. Uh, which can be a problem if you're, like, struggling with the Wi-Fi, which is why I've struggled to play it a few times before. But when you do play it, it is pretty fun. It gives you a little console diagram on your phone um, with, like, different switches and levers and, like, cranks and stuff to, to move around. And um, it'll tell you on your screen, like what you're supposed to be doing or what other people are supposed to be doing. So you're still, you still have to yell to them a lot, but you also have to pay attention to yours because sometimes it'll give you something that is on your own screen. Yeah. Cause you'll have like a, like a dial that goes from like one to 11 and you'll need someone to yell at you. They're like, the setting needs to be six. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes asteroids come and you have to like, sh everyone has to shake their phone together or you have to like flip your phone upside down or something. I think like it's an interesting app in that it gets all of the sort of like sensation of playing the game without being at all the same as the game itself. Like the cards and the app have very different art style. 
I feel like the action of like flipping the switches and stuff is very different from playing the cards, but like it gets all the feeling of the game in that it's just like a game about yelling to your friends to do things that are spacey. Yeah. It's just yelling <laughs> at space. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think like they actually are kind of nice. It's kind of nice that it's like that because I would play the app and the game. Like even if I owned both of them. I'd probably play both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think so. they're different enough. I will say I've only played the app with two people before. I've played the game with many people, but we played the app, mm-hmm. Sarah and I together played the app with two people, and it was stressful with two people when we were sitting right next to each other. Yeah. And so I wonder how we much didn't a shit show either. it would be. We, I, mean, um, I mean, it's a shit show. I, mean, yeah. I, actually, I actually played the app first before I played like the card version. And I played it at Convergence, so there are probably like a million D, billion D people in there. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, hilarious as well. So much yelling. <laughs> so much yelling. So yeah, that that's Space Team. So, Arizona, what's your favorite part? My favorite part is the handicaps on the cards. I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. Or like when you have to do everything together, because I'm always the last one to join. Like, everyone has to put their finger on this thing and we all have to pull. And I'm the one that everyone has to wait for because I'm not paying attention. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> I'm out there. And I'm still yelling like, "I need the squiggle bit, please!" And like everyone's standing with their finger on this card, looking at me, and I'm like, "Oh, whoops, we're doing this now." My favorite part is related to that. Like in those things, um, one of the cards where everyone has to do something. It's like the tool is stuck. So I think everyone has to touch it and then yell one, two, three, pull or something mm-hmm. to like unstick it. But in the chaos of getting everyone to pay attention, like, the core concept of this never gets explained. So I know last time we played it, like, even, like, the third or fourth time that it happened, it would just be, like, a pile of people all touching the card going, it's stuck, it's stuck, it's stuck, it's stuck, it's stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> like, yelling it's stuck is not how we get this unstuck, but we can still do this <laughs> for forever. It's like, it's stuck, it's stuck. Oh, no, wait, one, two, three, pull. <laughs> You're like, if we just say that it's broken, it'll fix itself, right? <laughs> I think my favorite part is I like the names of the cards. They're very silly. Even the ones in the base game are fun to yell at each other. And it's so hard to understand, like, what anyone else is saying and what they need. Oh, yeah. It's impossible. But, you know, much like in Galaxy Trucker, the point isn't to be good. No. (laughs) No. I think the game is equally fun if you lose as if you win. So, So, yeah. That's Space Team. All right, it's time for Clank in Space! Wow! Which very, very importantly has exclamation points after every one of those three words. Because of that, I feel like it's impossible for me to, like, not say it, like, Clank in Space, and then follow it with, like, some sort of cheer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's not called Clank in Space. It's called Clank in Space! Wow! Um, so this game is pretty similar to original Clank. I mean, Clank! Except for in space, and it's got some stuffs. Um, it is, among other things, a deck-building game. Um, if anyone hasn't played one of those before, you basically start with a deck of ten cards, which kind of, you know, evens out to being two hands of five, so basically your first two turns. And then you'll buy new cards that you'll shuffle in, so you're kind of affecting how you do anything by which cards you have. Uh, so you're just buying different cards to give you new abilities, like moving, purchasing things, attacking things, or clank, which we will get to later. The sneakiest player goes first, and I have no idea which one of my <laughs> friends is the sneakiest, 
But I do appreciate that there's a rule. I think I get voted the sneakiest a lot mm-hmm. when I, I play do. this game. It's because you're the trickiest and always a werewolf. Mm, I'm not, though. <laughs> it does say that you can choose randomly instead. Basically, the goal is that you're um, sneaking onto a spaceship for this evil guy. Should I write down his name? He's like the evil, evil, big bad guy. His name is, I believe, Eradicus. So you're breaking onto Eradicus's ship and trying to steal his shit. So trying to be sneaky about it and stealthy and trying to get to steal all his, uh, all his treasures without being noticed. So your goal is to just move around, try to get the best loot. It's like a modular board, which is cool. So you can kind of piece it together differently on future playthroughs. You have to go to a couple different modules to do enough hacking of different hacking points to open up like the door to the very back of the ship where all the best treasure is. And along the way, you get to find secrets. Ooh. And contraband. Ooh. And um, assorted tools to help you out. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and once you get to the back of the ship, you can get all sorts of different quality loot. My favorite is the, there's a robot dog. Yeah. And he is a cutie good boy. This game also has a lot of stuff that's kind of referencing different sci-fi franchises without being deliberate knockoffs. So one of the loots is what I will just call totally not the Infinity Gauntlet TM. <laughs> <laughs> the one that is the funniest, also just I think the best because it is worth the most points, is that you can just steal the captain's shares like right out from the captain's butt. This man now. So the reason this game is called Clank, or specifically Clank in Space. Is because not participating in the wooing. I'm sorry, Arizona. Do you even believe in happiness? Woo! (laughs) Um, So there's a thing called clank, which is essentially how much noise you are making because you're trying to be sneaky. Uh, You don't want to do that. Um, So it starts with this bag, big bag of cubes. Um, It starts with just these plain black ones that don't match any player color. But as you add noise, you add little cubes of your own color into the bag. And then when the uh, evil Lord Radicus attacks, then we draw cubes out of the bag and you lose health if he draws your color. And that's bad. So you don't (laughs) want to be noisy or make a clank. Otherwise, he'll, uh, he'll pay you special attention in the deadly fashion. Till this big guy, Eradicus, gets madder and madder during the mission every time you do something, which makes it harder. If he gets really mad, they add some bounty hunters, which are red cubes where everyone takes a damage. It's bad. (laughs) And then to win, you just have to get a loot and get to the escape pod. If you actually escape, you get bonus points. But if you just get to like the cargo bay where the pods live from, where they live. (laughs) If you get to the cargo bay with a treasure, even if you just like pass out there in the bay without getting into the pod, you still win and you still get points for your treasure. Because I think the idea is that no one is heartless enough to just leave you there. And if they're departing (laughs) in an escape pod, they'll maybe just like drag you in with them. Obviously, they've never met our friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's the game in general. Um, A large part of the bits is cards because it is a deck building game. So you're, Mm -hmm. you know, getting a whole bunch of cards to make this big deck. Most of them are um, not so subtle references to various sci-fi movies. So there is Boldly Go, there's an android diva, there's an exo stomper that looks like the one from Aliens, there's a guy who is definitely legally distinct from a Jedi, uh, <laughs> one guy that definitely in no way resembles Dr. Bones McCoy. It's a lot of just fun stuff, a lot more funny. Does the Jedi have like 
a lightsaber that's like not a lightsaber. Yeah, I think it's like a yeah. There's like a laser sword, or oh. they might have like a more funny name, but he definitely does. Like, and he's called like a he's called like a Jidu or something. It's like, <laughs> oh yes, I see. Uh, definitely not the same as a Jedi. Yes, yes, uh, a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> Um, there are some meeples. Each character gets one, and they're in cute little shapes. So there's like a robot and an alien, a guy in a spacesuit. The colors are purple, orange, blue, and white, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, purple's nice, Perfect but I- for Arizona. Yeah. I never care for white. <laughs> Having white as a color in a game is like, mm. I feel like for this, though, it works because spacesuits are usually white. Uh, yeah, fair. I mean, it works thematically, but does it work in your heart? No. Does it make you want to be the color? Do no. you want to be white? <laughs> I do not want to be white. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a really giant meeple for Eradicus. To make him, you know, even more evil. I, I have to say that I've played mostly OG Clank, um, which is fantasy themed. And so I'm kind of disappointed that Eradicus isn't just like a dragon wearing a spacesuit helmet and a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that would be better. Wouldn't it? It'd be adorable. The, the dragon went to space. It's the same dragon from regular Clank, but now he's in space. Write somebody a letter so we can just get like a new meeple to use. Just like, skin out Eradicus. Um, yeah, and then there's some cubes for your Clank damage. Two of them are translucent and prettier, so to indicate when you've done like mm-hmm. hacky stuff. The bag that comes with is really nice because it's kind of like a velvety feel mm-hmm. and it has like an embroidered, um, like the shape of the Eradicus meeple. So it's very fancy. And it has some little acrylic molded power crystals that are very beautiful and obviously the best bits i don't even remember what they're fucking for but they're power (laughs) crystals for power one would assume i think they're just like worth points at the end but like obviously they're the most desirable thing in the whole game Mm -hmm. because they're a crystal and everything else is just a little cardboard chip does anybody have any feelings about clank in space i like it i haven't like i said i have i've mostly played og clank but I like the idea of Clank in space because you get to be in space. In space. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um I like I like the theme a lot for it. I don't know if I have a favorite part because I haven't played it. Well, what's your favorite part of regular Clank? Ooh, I really just like pulling the cubes. So that's probably the same in space Clank in space. <laughs> I was gonna say I've only played the space version once. But I've played the normal Clank several times, and my favorite part is I like that stress of pulling cubes when I know, like, I have 15 cubes in there, like, what's going to happen? <laughs> but then you pull out, like, none and of none of them are cubes. your own color, and you feel like, oh my god, like, hashtag blessed, like, this is yes. great. <laughs> Dodged that laser blast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, this, you know, the same idea in normal, in yeah. Clank, in, Clank in space, yeah. like, you like to push your luck. I like to push my luck. Mm-hmm. Usually it blows up in my face, but like when it doesn't, <laughs> like it feels really good. I think my favorite part is just saying clank anytime you do anything that makes oh, clank. Yeah. Oh, clank. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Clank. Clank. <laughs> I forgot about that. That is definitely one of my favorite parts because it's required when you make a noise. When you make clank, you have to say, you clank. Have to say clank. Dramatic. Dramatically. Yes. <laughs> have you guys ever seen any like upgrade bits for this game? I don't know if I have. 
I don't think I have. Yeah. I mean, I guess I haven't looked that hard, but I haven't either. Someone should 3D print me the captain's chair so that it feels a little bit better when I (laughs) steal it. That would be exciting. Oh, and then you could put the little robot dog in the chair. It would be... Oh, that would be so cute. He's the captain now. There are some expansions for this game, too, that have more cards with more bits, and I think there's a different villain that you can go, like, versus. I haven't played those a lot, but I think they're just mostly just, you know, added some little extra bits to the same gameplay just for if you've played it a whole bunch. I'm still thinking about the dog in the captain chair. And He's just, such a like, good boy. Star Trek should have an episode where Kirk or whoever turns into a dog and no one <laughs> does anything to fix it, and they just, like have the whole episode with him as the dog and he doesn't in a little yellow shirt he can't talk but they still act like he can (laughs) well he can bark yeah and they're like they respond to the barks like it was a real person talking and they just no one ever acknowledges the fact that he's a dog (laughs) imagine it being (laughs) like like, terrier for some reason yeah i don't know but i like the idea of it (laughs) i like the dog for each captain like you could have one in each series of star trek All right, I guess that means it's time to move on to the big board of board games, our list of all the games that we have talked about on the show and how they uh, measure up to each other in terms of their difficulty level that Mm -hmm. is rated by vote on BoardGameGeek.com. The most accurate. (laughs) The most accurate. We've definitely never, ever bitched about things being in the wrong place. It's totally invaluable. Um, yeah, so what do you guys think? How hard, how difficult is space? I think space teams definitely are babiest of all of our games. Yeah, I think these games vary kind of widely in how difficult they are. They do. Um, um, we have Tempura on our list listed as the babiest game at 1.2, and Honestly, I want to put Space Team right around there. I'm not sure above or below. I, I want think to, but like above. Above, I yeah. Think above. It's below. It's below Tempura? It's the new Wee Baby is a oh, baby the game. Babyest game. I feel like it's so much more stressful than Tempura, but right? like maybe maybe like strategically it's not because there really isn't any strategy towards it. It's just yelling. Yeah. <laughs> you can't learn Tempura in literally two minutes. Yeah. Maybe three or four. Um, so yeah, Space Team 1.08. Oh. Wow. What's Kaylin? 1.01? 1.07. Yeah, it's Whoa. seriously. Wow. <laughs> that can't, that's like a little bit off because it well, deserves at least to be two points. Uh, two, two decimal, what? Two hundredths? Two hundredths of a point above Candyland. Candyland I, I mean, I still disagree with Candyland because I'm not sure why it's not a 1.0, but, yeah, you know, yeah, mistakes yeah. happen. <laughs> Someone gave their two-year-old their board game geek login and they were like, oh, this, this is the hardest game I've ever played in my two years of life. <laughs> I guess next, Galaxy Trucker. Galaxy Trucker for complexity. I want to put it in the middle. It's so hard, but I don't know if it's, like, heavy hard. It's just hard because of how much stress I feel while I play it. My heart is telling me, so we have Burgle Bros at 2.3, and we have Photosynthesis at Mm 2.28, and I feel like Galaxy Trucker is around that level of difficulty, around the photosynthesis level. I think I want to put it above Burgle Bros, but below Bosk. So just, like, one step up. Yeah, like, I feel like it's not harder than Bosk, 
But like, I feel like it's harder. It's not as hard as some trees, but harder than other trees. You're exactly right. It is 2.32. It's right in between Bosque and Virgo Bros. So it's a lot more difficult. And by a lot more, I mean 0.02. It's more (laughs) difficult to go into space than it is to pull off a heist. But still not as tricky as those pesky trees. What about a heist in space? That's what we'll find out in Clank in space. Yay! <laughs> I think it's easier, honestly, though. Don't you think? Clank in space? Don't you think it would be Ooh. easier? You know what? I kind of do. Maybe not like a whole bunch easier, but a little no. bit easier. Mm. I'm going to put it just right below Galaxy Trucker. I'm not going to move. I'm just going to put it right below Galaxy Trucker within that same spot. I think maybe below Photosynthesis, but above Arboretum. Well, the so good the good people at BoardGameGeek.com disagree with you. Oh. They think this game is hard. No, oh. it's a two point four nine. So this is going to go. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah, that's so like up above wingspan, um, below blood rage. Yeah, so wow, that's crazy. Like that's... not as difficult as axe murdering, um, and pillaging, but like yeah. not that much less. Just a little bit harder than than bird watching. Not as as hard as being a Viking or finding Dracula, but definitely harder than bird watching or being an ornithologist. I mean, that makes sense that that doing a heist in space is more difficult than just going to space. Or doing a regular heist on Earth. You're not just going to space in Galaxy Trucker. You're working. You're transporting heavy okay. goods from okay. one side sure. to the other. <laughs> that you've just like haphazardly cobbled into a, into a ship. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know. Okay. So on to our wrap up question of the day. If you guys could live in any sci-fi universe, preferably, you know, like uh, a spacey one, which one would you pick? I'm dying to know. Ooh. Oh, I want to choose Star Wars, but I choose like <sighs> Old Republic time when things were nice and like the Jedi Council was ruling everything and I could just be like a fun, happy Jedi that, you know, obviously eventually turns evil because I want to use force mm-hmm. lightning. <laughs> but like, <laughs> who yeah, like, who doesn't, who doesn't want to force lightning? But like, I think that my, my, you know, I've always wanted to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. By Jedi, I mean <laughs> a dark Jedi. But same thing. <laughs> you want to be a Sith Lord? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think, honestly, I have to pick Star Wars, too. It's, like, the most fleshed out and, like, interesting. It's got so many different kinds of aliens and stuff, which I like. But blasphemer that I am, Star Wars is not my favorite sci-fi universe. My favorite sci-fi universe is actually the Stargate universe. But (laughs) all the places that they go in Stargate are, they all, like, look the same because they film all of their stuff in Canada, so everything is, like, the same Canadian forest set. So you just want to go to Canada. I don't. I don't. But I like the universe the best, but, like, the actual planets and stuff are so much cooler in Star Wars that I'd have to pick to live in Star Wars. Like, I really want to say Star Wars because I love Star Wars, and, like, the new movie's coming out, and I rewatched the old ones, and... Poe Dameron's with everything, but like... And Baby Yoda's the world. Oh my oh. god, I forgot about Baby Yoda. Baby okay. Yoda. <laughs> so specifically, The Mandalorian. No, um, like, I want to say Star Wars, but like, everything is so shitty. Everything everyone. sucks. It's kind of like when you're talking about, like, fantasy and you're like, I want to live in Harry Potter. You're like, I want to live in Harry Potter, but not, like, during any of the times when Whoa. evil wizards are murdering everyone. That's why I was like, but like, not the Star Wars, like, right now, by right now, I mean, like, 
the current like movie setting or even like yeah. the original trilogy like time period like because things are bad like i want to go back when like there things was more good. things, things were nice. happy yeah, because like otherwise it's just like war and everything is like shitty and everyone's yeah. poor and dying. <laughs> yeah. So what would you pick instead? I think maybe Mass Effect because like especially mm. in like the early ones, it's it's I guess almost like good Star Wars because you know like everything is like nice and shiny and like cool futuristic tech and they have like the cool citadel and all the cool aliens are all being your friends and i mean i guess like i always played like a biotic in those games too which is like basically just a jedi but without all the wacky religion shit so (laughs) you want to be in star wars but without all of the political turmoil (laughs) exactly exactly I mean, not that that doesn't come to be a Mass Effect, but, you know, whatever, fuck it. I ignore that. I aggressively ignore that. <laughs> Peaceful <laughs> space times for everyone. <laughs> right, any closing remarks on space? I was thinking earlier, I can't believe that we didn't put um, Star Munchkin Oh, honorable mention. Honorable mention to Star Munchkin was like, it was like one of our breakthrough games that we first started playing when we ventured out from like, you know, the board games of old. The Banana Fana Fofaser. Fana Mimo Mazer. You could have like a a laser phaser Bobazer. Uh huh. Banana Fana Fofaser. Yeah, it's just, like, it's regular Munchkin, but repackaged with a spacey theme, and it has all kinds of, you know, like, in-jokes to, like, original fun sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Um, Star Trek-y jokes. Yeah, things. yeah, but I really, I liked it more than OG Munchkin. Oh, definitely. Because I, I liked, liked combining the, them for extra things that didn't make sense. I did like that, too, when you had, like, a halfling who was a, a mutant bounty hunter or something. <laughs> like, yeah, and you can take, like, your giant laser, you know, and your stick. Yeah, <laughs> and your stick, and go fight the gazebo alone. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you must face the gazebo alone. <laughs> yes. I liked combining them. I really liked the, th- I thought, like, the theme for Star Munchkin was the strongest of all the Munchkins that I've played, and I've played a bunch. I feel like we had to mention it because it was one of my favorite games back of, in the day. Of- of, of, of the past. Of your. Yeah. Of your, yeah. <laughs> I guess then, quick second honor I mentioned to Zia. I don't know if you guys have played this, but... I haven't played this one. It's another great space game, but also has some great wacky stuff, because like you all get to be, have a spaceship at the beginning, but like part of the information it gets you is like the decoration and like interior of your ship, so you can pick if you want like a leather <laughs> captain's chair, a <laughs> back... You can get a backup camera, you can get <laughs> underlighting, and it's great. And it's also a game where you can just charge blindly into the sun and explode. Amazing. So. Right. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> the ability to charge blindly into the sun. It's also got a lot of good bits. Yeah, I've definitely charged blindly into the sun uh, more times than I should. So it's like, it's an option to just like check and see if the sun is there. Just fucking yeet yourself into the <laughs> <Yeah>. sun. <laughs> Woo! I feel, I feel like I want to do that almost on a daily basis. <laughs> All right, cool cats. Then, um, as usual, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Not Playing to Win. If you follow us on Twitter, just like tell us you're there so we can maybe be motivated to use it. Uh, send us an email, notplayingtowin at gmail.com. Tell us about all your favorite space games, 
Um, tell us your favorite recipe for the real-world version of a pangalactic gargle blaster. I want to know. Check out our blog, notplayingtwin.wordpress.com. I am making a fun Wacky Space playlist. You can check that out there. And our subreddit, our Not Playing to Win, for all of your best memes, losing game stories. Please, please, please tell us everything about all of the ships that have fallen apart on you in Galaxy Trekker. <laughs> and etc. And then, uh, Go play a game in space! Space! space. Yay! Space. Yay! <laughs> I'm glad you treated like that like a proper like South American um, football announcer. <laughs> <laughs> football. <laughs> what do you mean a football? Not playing to win. <laughs>